Welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Buzz Podcast. We're happy that uh, you're joining us uh, today as we continue to talk about all things uh, Catholic. My name is Father Daniele, and I am joined, as always, by Josh Sullivan. Hello. Hey, what's up? <laughs> not much, not much. Not much? Nothing new? No, not now. No, no. eh? And Matt Van Milligan over here. Matt, welcome to you. Hello. Yeah, nice to see you guys. It's good to have you uh back for our conversation because uh, today we're talking about something actually that I think all three of us are, yeah. right? We're talking about godparents and all three of us are godparents, right? Yeah. Yep. And uh, I think it's so important that we talk about this role because oftentimes, <laughs> I think especially today, um, it's it's difficult maybe to choose the right godparent. People don't know what they're getting themselves into. <laughs> and then as godparents, you know, you're, you're so honored to be asked. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, what do I really have to do? What's going on here? Yeah. What's going on? I, right? I think, I think we, we've taken it away because godparents was a thing. And especially in Canadian culture, I'm going to say, and in even American culture, like big chunk of Canadians were Catholic. You know what I mean? Like like right. over 50% were Catholic. And so being a godparent was a regular thing in regular life. But then it's kind of become this thing that like even if you're not Catholic, you have godparents somehow. And I mean or or not even Christian, you have godparents. And so let's bring it back to okay, in the Catholic Church, what is a godparent? You know? Like that's, that's right. let's talk about that conversation so you know what your responsibilities are. And then if you're a parent looking at, at asking godparents what are their responsibilities and what are the restrictions? Because the church actually lays out pretty pretty heavily sure. what a godparent is. There are there are you know lots of guidelines and criteria to be uh, a godparent. So we're going to go through those today uh, to help people who are choosing godparents. Or if 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 people are a godparent and you're listening to us today and you're thinking, <laughs> oh boy, am I living up to the promises yeah. I made at my godchild's baptism? And I say this because obviously I baptize, I have the privilege of baptizing uh, uh, many children and adults as well. Uh, but also recently, you know, I had the experience of becoming a, a godfather again uh, to little Luke, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And uh, Luke, of course, even though I'm giving him a shout out on the podcast, <laughs> he doesn't hear or doesn't understand. He'll yet. remember it in years. He'll remember. Maybe, yeah. you know, when he looks back in 10 yeah. years, he'll be like, wow. Um, yeah, so it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful to stand up there. It's beautiful to uh, to just know that you're accompanying someone on the journey. Hey, did you guys feel that way when you stood as godparents? Oh, it's definitely someone? an honor. I very, would, much, very so. much so. And that's I think. But I think the very first thing, if someone was to ask me to be a godparent, I would be like, yes. Oh yeah. Okay. What does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> right? Because yeah, it's yeah. it's you know that it's an honor. You know that they're doing it. And and I think people have a faint idea from uh, let's say the media and movies we've watched or things that we might have an idea what a godparent kind of is, mm -hmm. but not exactly understand the fullness of it. We should have so, like classes for godparents and make them watch the Godfather series. I mean, that would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no, we won't do that. We want people to be good godparents. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, obviously it is, you know, it, it is an honor, but really I felt when I was standing there, um, you know, obviously I've been to a lot of baptisms because I presided at them. Yeah. But standing there as a godparent, you know, you're listening to the words and you're saying like, you know, I'm taking on the spiritual responsibility of this young mm -hmm. baby, you know, this, or it could be an adult too, yeah. if you're standing in as a, as a godparent, there's something special about it. Mm -hmm. There's something For special sure. about, it. you know, I always tell godparents from this day forward, you should be praying for your godchildren every mm -hmm. single day Yeah. from this yeah. day forward. You know, you stood here, you said, I do, uh, that yes, I'm going to, I'm going to be a godparent for this child. The very minimum 
that we can do is to pray for them every single day. And I, and I think that's special. Every day when I pray for my godchildren, you know, I think it's just a special. It keeps them in my mind. And Yeah, I was going to say, that that's kind of the part. If you're praying, it's, it's a nightly prayer that me and my wife do for our godchildren. And in doing that, it does bring them to mind on a daily basis when you're praying. Um, and I, like what I do is I go around, I bless all my kids, and I pray over them before they go to bed, or when they're, like, they're sleeping and I'm tucking them in kind of thing. I, I just pray over all of them. And then I say the prayer for my godchildren. And um, when I'm praying for my godchildren, but it's bringing to light, who, first of all, my godchildren, who they are, yeah. <laughs> and it's bringing to light thinking about them. And that, in just in that little two minutes at night, is an investment in praying for them, like just bringing back to my relationship to them, even though they don't know it, you know, kind of a... That's right. Yeah. 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 And, and talking about the responsibilities of godparents, and especially if, like, if you're involved in kind of Catholic community for a long time, like that's a good opportunity to, like sometimes if we're, if we're kind of crammed for our, our intentions or our daily intentions when we do family prayers, like, oh, and for our godchildren. I mean, like, but like... Yeah. You can't get away with that for too long. Like, okay, no, we need to pray for them by name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> let's think about them. Remember who they are yeah, and exactly. yeah, bring them actually to mind. Okay, so let's talk about the, yeah. how do you become a godparent? Like, what are the what is the criteria? Because the the church uh, uh, just doesn't allow anyone to be, become godfathers, uh, god godfathers and godmothers. Uh, because uh, some, some right off the bat, some people have problem with this. You know, they, they'll call the church and say, "I want to get my child baptized. I already have godparents. Here's the date we want." You know, and, and then uh, what's to... the cost? <laughs> they say, you know, no, the, like a, that's a paid service. Yes, yeah. if you're if you're getting your child baptized and someone wants to charge you, uh, which does happen, actually, that's probably a, a topic for another podcast. But but it has should happened. not happen. People yeah. apart from the church. I'm not talking yes, about people yeah. in the church, but apart from the church, are running businesses that are baptizing people and charging them money. It's 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 so sad. If you're being charged for a baptism, you're in the wrong place. A sacrament is free. Sa- sacraments sac- are free. Always sacraments free in the Catholic free. Church. You can't, you can't do that. Okay, so godparents. So uh, n- the number one, uh, you know, there's, there's three criteria for a, for a, a godparent. Yeah. You have to be at least 16 years of age. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. so at least 16 years of age uh, to be a godparent. Um, you have to imagine, go figure, be baptized. Yeah. <laughs> like you yeah. have to be baptized yourself, right? And you have to be in good standing with the church. What so here's the question mm-hmm. because I mean I mean those those two things can raise some controversy with parents. Well, listen, I've already picked out people that aren't necessarily any of those things. Right. Or I mean hopefully they're over sixteen, but like the but they don't they're not Catholic or they're not. Why does a godparent have to be Catholic and in good standing? Yeah, so the simple answer that I yeah. give to people is you can't be a sponsor for someone in a religion that you're not part of. Yeah, right? That's you're the sponsoring them into the religion, into, the, into, into the this family. faith. Yeah, yeah, and you're not part of that faith, you know? So I know people pick two godparents. Yeah. Well, you only need one. Only one is required, okay? Oh, two yeah. is totally acceptable. Yeah. But, you know, if you're stuck for a godparent, only one is, only one is uh, required. That one godparent has to be, remember I said baptized, has to be baptized and confirmed. Has to be baptized Mm -hmm. and confirmed, okay? If there is a second godparent, that one only has to be baptized, or at least baptized, Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, So one has to be baptized and confirmed. That's hard for people because sometimes, you know, you have a cousin or a sibling or something that you want to be be a godparent, but they've only been baptized. Well, that's the thing. They didn't complete their sacrament. You want them to be godparent, but what, so what is the difference here? So one of them, I mean, 
in in the definition of the term godparent, yep. what we're talking about is is someone who sponsors your child into the faith and right. the life of the church and yeah. is making commitments that they're going to help you raise your kid Catholic. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll get into some of that later on. So when people are saying they want them to be godparents, they're not having that idea in mind. Right. Yeah. Right. Like it's not, more of like, uh, oh, I want my best friends or my sister to be honored. Uh, to be either because obviously that's the most important person in my life right now. Yeah. And so I want to give them this honor of being the godparent of my, of my child, right? And so that's probably the first thing that goes on in most yeah. people's mind. And and there's where we hit a problem because yeah. when they call the church and say, I have these godparents already chosen, it's my sister or my cousin or my friend or whatever it might be. And then, you know, we say, well, okay, that godparent has to track down uh, proof They're... of their baptism and confirmation, right? Yeah. And why confirmation? Because confirmation is the completion of the sacraments of initiation. So someone is fully initiated into the Catholic Church upon receiving confirmation. So obviously, again, going back to someone is fully initiated into the faith that they're Mm going to sponsor someone through. That's right. Right? They're a full member. They're a full member. Yes. Now, it happens where someone is baptized in another Christian church that's not Catholic. Mm -hmm. Okay? Can they be a godparent? Well, the church says that they can be a Christian witness. Okay, it's a technical term, I guess, we use for someone who's not baptized in the Catholic faith, but they have to be partnered with a Catholic sponsor mm-hmm. yeah. who's baptized and confirmed. And confirmed. Yeah. yeah. Now, let's say no. Let's say you're not baptized. You're not yeah. baptized at all. Uh, you know, no way. There's no partnering with someone or no. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just you're not baptized. You can't be a godparent. Yeah. Right? And so that's and that's kind of where it comes into the faith. And you got to think about too, like you said, when you're saying the promises and stuff that we do when we go through baptism, and we'll hear that on another podcast coming up, I'm sure. But um, as as we as we talk about baptism, it's your parents. Like normally, when we baptize a baby. It's the parents and the godparents that are are committing to the raising this child as in the faith. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then when we hit confirmation, it's the child who has been raised in the faith, hopefully, that is coming up and saying, I now take on the responsibility of my baptismal role, of my, my parents and my godparents have t- taken. I'm going to take those vows for myself and step into that role as well, like it mm-hmm. to be that person exactly. that they've raised me to be in the faith. And so they, that's why they have to be confirmed, because they, they have now made the commitment. It's not their parents that made the commitment. It's they have actually they, made the commission yeah. to be in the Catholic Church. Yes. And okay, now here's another. So we, yeah. we asked about being why, why being baptized, yeah. right? So why does the church require someone to be in good standing? And what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> right? Because if someone has, let's say, let's say someone is baptized and confirmed, but has totally, um, you know, renounced their Catholic faith. Yeah. Well... They can't be part of the Catholic uh, to be. They can't be part of being a godparent for someone. Let's say that they're under a penalty of by the church. Yeah. You know, excommunication. I know yeah. <laughs> we were talking about that for a future episode. You know, excommunication. Let's say someone's excommunicated by the church. Um, you know, so that's another. That's that's someone who's not in good standing. Yeah. So someone who's not in good standing with the church, obviously, you know. Uh, they don't. They don't live or ab- abide yeah. or uphold the, the the faith, and so they can't be a sponsor into that faith. Exactly. Right? So the same kind of idea. Okay. So that's what that's the criteria that's involved in having a godparent or choosing a godparent. Sixteen, right? and it also can't be a parent. It cannot be a parent. Like it, can, it cannot be a parent of the child. Yes, you know what I mean. That makes they, sense. They can't be a. They can't be a godparent. 
So, what does a godparent? What is the role of a godparent? Because you know we're talking about so you know we're talking about being a good. <laughs> On that note, real yeah, quick, yeah. Could a step parent fill that role? Oh, that's uh, that's an interesting dilemma. Like I'm just thinking, like imagine imagine if the mother would like I'm, I'm assuming a mother would like to baptize her child in the in the faith. Maybe the father's not in the picture, or whatever the case may be. Brings a, the mother is the one sponsoring the child, but that's right. she's either married to the husband or. Well, I guess she would have to be married to be good in good standing and everything else. But th- like yeah. then asking the stepfather to be the godfather, potentially. I don't know. That would be an interesting. Well, uh, th- yeah, it depends on the scenario. I would think. Okay. So, like in the case that the mother was was widowed and remarried or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. the the stepfather would, I believe, as long as they're naturally f- fit the role of parent. Parent in in that case. Exactly. But I, I, again, there's you could imagine a scenario probably where yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I would I yeah. would probably pastorally suggest someone else yeah. just because really the role of a godparent is to assist the parents. So if someone's going to take on that role yeah. of a and parent, the father like say, yeah, it's yeah. nice to have another you know, another uh, uh, more uh, hands, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it takes a village to raise a child kind of thing. Exactly, yeah, yeah. right? So in the sacrament of baptism, right? We the parents are sitting there with the child, you know, sometimes holding their child. So if the child's older, they're staying on their own, or if an adult, whatever it might be, they're answering for themselves. You know, we're saying, um, do you promise from this day forward to take on the responsibilities to raise this child in the Catholic faith? Mm-hmm. So we're asking in, in the in the rite of baptism, it says to uh, come to know God, to know His commandments, uh, you know, to to be part of the Catholic faith. Uh, so basically, that's the question that parents are asked: Are you are you ready from this day forward to make sure that your child is being raised in the Catholic faith, part of the Catholic community, all those things? And they say, I do. You know, mm-hmm. this, do you under, we say, do you understand the responsibility <laughs> yeah. that you are undertaking from this day forward? And they say, I do. Yeah. Then we turn to the godparents and we say, you, <laughs> you know, are you prepared to help the parents, the, these Christian parents, yeah. in fulfill the same role duty. to fulfill that duty? Yeah. So godparents... Uh, you know, I always say to godparents, you know, sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable. Sometimes gonna it's going to be conversations. awkward where you have to step in and say, hey, you're, you haven't been bringing, you know, my godchild to mass. Or yeah, yeah. you haven't been, uh, you know, we haven't, have you been praying? Have, yeah, have yeah. we been learning about the, the scriptures? Have we learning about Jesus? Whatever it might be. It's awkward to have those conversations. It's awkward to have those confrontations. That's why I, but I, that's the role of the godparent. I agree 100%. That's why I never say yes to being a godparent. Unless I know the person's a real good Catholic, because then it kind of limits my role of what I have to do. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I never have to worry about those awkward conversations. You just put your feet up and <laughs> yeah, just not like, hey, worry about it. Yeah, I'm praying for them. That's, that's all I have for to me. do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so you, but you are you're making that commitment then to raising, helping the parents raise this child Catholic. Yeah. Um, one of my friends used to say, like, as a god, when they asked us to be godparents, I asked them, "What do you expect me to do as godparents?" You know, and and he said. You have to be the person that they turn to when they can't come to me. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like that. So that's how. Like I, I want you to be as close in my child's life. They were picking us, hopefully, because we had a good faith life and everything else. But they were picking us for that. But also to be close enough to my child so that they can turn to you when they have times of struggle. And maybe it's co- co- topics of conversation that they don't want to have with their parents, or they, you know, and this they could turn to their godparent then hmm. and maybe have that conversation. I was like, oh, that like that was one of the best ways for me to understand my role on top of what the church says. You yeah. know, like, in, in the, how do I fit into this kid's life now yeah. that I'm a godparent? So, sometimes it's awkward, but sometimes yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, but exactly. But it's like you can, exactly. have, you can have a conversation with, you know, if you have godchildren coming up into teenagers, then yeah. it's like, okay, just talk about 
faith and life and just like yeah, w- you know without true. having to take on all the you know the disciplinary stuff of a parent is <laughs> like yeah. no we can just chat we can just like we talk about this stuff and it's so true yeah, i'm not going to send you to your room after yeah, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. there is that aspect of it of like you are another you know uh, godparents like to spoil their god children you know you buy gifts for christmas and their birthday and you're kind of at events if you can because yeah. of geography yeah. right you're part of the life of, of the person growing up but exactly, it's about having those conversations, about um, you know being a good role model of faith, answering those questions that people might have about faith, yeah. and then and walking with them on the journey of faith, faith. walking yeah. with them to to encounter Jesus yeah. in their life. You know, the Catechism of the Catholic Church here says, um, you know, because we we talked about criteria, we talked about uh, what godparents should do and what they're yeah. agreeing to, but here is really it's a, the the Catechism what the Catechism of the Catholic Church teaches. Godparents should be firm believers, able and ready to help the newly baptized, whether a child or adult, on the road of Christian life. Yeah. So godparents themselves should have a strong faith. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like sometimes I preside at baptisms where, you know, you've asked for proof of baptism, you've asked for proof of confirmation. So they've they've checked Tick all those the boxes, boxes, you know. And they're coming to a baptism. You can tell they're walking into the church for the very first time in such a long time. I was going to say they're they're coming up to the altar to baptize a child with the coffee in their hand. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like, the, hey, let's do this thing. All right, you know? exactly right. So, and it's so when we're when we're choosing godparents, we're looking for someone with strong faith. Yes, someone who could be like you said. You can go to you can go a to them a men, as a spiritual mentor. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and I think sense. that's a real gift. You know, oh, like yeah. I can think of the spiritual mentors in my life, not, uh, you know, they weren't my, uh, they were other people outside of my godparents, but what a gift they were to me, mm-hmm. you know, and that's really godparents are, yeah. are a gift of being a spiritual mentor people. I was thinking too, like that, and that's what I think people, we, we mistaken in the, in the media and in the real world, I guess, with godparents. They think that the honor there, it, we kind of misconstrue. The honor with that is being that spiritual mentor. First, it, being asked is to be that spiritual mentor. Which obviously, then the parents see something in you that means that you are 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 a mentor, or that you are a person that they would really want in their child's life to raise them in that faith. But I think what a lot of times people only hear, or maybe that's that's the translation has only been heard, is that um, are you going to raise this child in the faith? And people take that to mean, oh, if the parents die. Like oh, if the, yes. if the parents die, then you're asking me to take over, right? Oh, and then and then and that kind of translates into that's what people think godparents are nowadays. Is like, yeah. can you be godparents? Because I can't think of anybody else I'd want to raise my child except for you, because right. you're my best friend. Like that's and that's where I think the mistake kind of happens. Does that make sense? Because yeah, like, absolutely. It, but 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 really, like the honor isn't necessarily because I want you to raise my child when I die. That has nothing to do with it. It's it's. While I'm alive, yes. I need your help to raise yeah. this child, and you are the person. You are a guiding light in your faith that I could, you know. That's where the mentor comes in. That's where the the honor comes in. I think for more than anything, if yeah. if you want that person to take over raising your child when you die, put that in your will, <laughs> right? Like right. that's that's and hopefully, I mean, <laughs> and if you've asked a good godparent and everything else, then that's going to happen. But legally. That's in your will. That's not as a godparent. That's right. You we don't I mean? have yeah. godparents sign that no, <laughs> before they say I do <laughs> that's or what I mean, whatever you know? it might be. Yeah. And also, a godparent should be why a godparent should be a model of faith. Uh, on top of these other, you know, these reasons uh, also is uh, because most people today 
um, you know, children especially don't get the fullness of the faith, right? No. They don't get it at school. They don't get it sometimes in their homes. So a godparent should be someone who like defends the faith, teaches it properly, mm-hmm. um, lets someone really grow into the life of faith. So that's why it's really important that you're choosing someone who practices their faith. It's so like, you know, you know because if think about think about the mind of a child. Yeah. You know, you like that's my godfather or that's my godmother. And well, they don't go to church. My parents don't go to church. Yeah. What are, what are they growing up to learn? So what that does faith can, really mean? What does faith yeah. mean? Yeah. Something that we did at baptism. Something that we might do at first communion. It's a cultural thing. Yeah. yeah and yeah. but not really something that's part of my day to day life. That's why a godparent should always manifest a proper way of living the faith. Right. Someone who loves Jesus. So what happens if someone like okay? So now we've kind of defined the God role of godparents. So even if you wanted to step into role, if you if you're not comfortable, what if I was bringing my kid to to you and I said, okay, I've got Bob and Betty. They're going to be awesome godparents. They're our neighbors. We've known them for 20 years. They're great. And then you say, are they Catholic? And I say, no, they're not Catholic. They're not confirmed. Uh, but they're the ones that are going to raise my kids when when I die. You know, right. like yeah. And and you're like, sorry, you can't. You they have could to probably be. raise your kids when you die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but, they, but but you're saying like, okay, as no, far as being godparents, they can't be they that. Can't you be. need to have somebody that's boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have anybody like that. Right. What do I? I don't. Yeah. I have no friends. Maybe I don't have family. I don't have. What do I do? Yeah, right? it's a really good question because a lot of people face this, right? Yeah. Like with the sort of uh, decline in the number of people who are practicing their faith. Yeah. Right. Obviously, there's going to be a decline of people you can choose from course, in your yeah. life, right? So if most people are growing up uh, just cu- sort of culturally Catholic, yeah. some people don't have friends who are Catholic. Some people have, don't have siblings who are confirmed, might be baptized. Yeah. They're not mm-hmm. confirmed. Maybe there's uh, no one in their life. Uh, maybe, think, about, think about converts to the Catholic faith. Yeah. Maybe all their family is not Catholic or all their friends are not Catholic. So they come and say, I don't have anyone to be a sponsor. I don't have anyone to be a godparent. Like I don't know anyone who's a Catholic mm-hmm. uh, in in my life. It happens. Yeah. You know. So what do we do? Well, um, you know, it depends. If the situation, if it's someone, we can suggest a number of things pastorally for these people. If it's a young person, like if it's a child, um, we, and they're associated with one of our Catholic schools. You know, maybe there's someone, a good role model at the Catholic school. Maybe there's a teacher or someone that's involved in the school that would be a good role model for this child, right? And someone that the, the, that the parents get along with. Yeah. Or right in our parish community. If they're coming to Mass, if they're part of our community, you get to know people. And people, you know, you know how it is at, at, at Mass. Parishioners adore children. Of course. You know? So if they get the opportunity to be a godparent for this child that's been coming to Mass, they'd be... They'd be honored and they'd be living out that uh, vocation to be, uh, that call to be a godparent with great love. If it's an adult, you know, if it's, a, if it's an adult, different situation, you know, we can't go to their teacher or whatever. <laughs> we can go to someone in the parish. Yeah. You know, through our RCIA program, uh, our, our candidates get to know a lot of people. I know like Matt and his wife, Teresa Marie, uh, they teach RCIA in our parish, yeah. right? And uh our candidates come to love them. Yeah. They come to love Teresa Marie and come to love Matt. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, they, and get, they get asked a lot of them. They get asked, you know, will you, will you be my sponsor? Yeah. It's beautiful because there's this relationship of trust. There's a relationship of faith. Yeah. Right? And that's that's really where the beauty of being a godparent comes. It's that relationship of faith, mm-hmm. right? And it's okay. So there is a case, though, in the church where mm-hmm. you don't have to have godparents present. 
Right. And but I mean that's an emergency situations or whatever the case. Right. Be, so right? in an emergency situation, in the in the danger of death. So yeah. let's say a newborn baby is in danger of dying. Uh, there doesn't have to be a godparent there. There just has to be someone who who will baptize. Um, and that in, in an emergency situation, it can be anyone that, yeah. that can administer the sacrament of, of baptism. So you don't need a, a godparent there. So, um, but, but let's say, yeah. let's say there's a danger of death yeah. and someone, and the child so recovers, yeah. you know, the sacrament should be completed back at the church later. Yes. And then a godparent should stand in that place. Uh, in that place. So that's sure. a provisional baptism <clears throat> is kind of, it's, it's yeah. baptizing in case yeah. something it's happens. It's a legit, valid it, yeah. baptism. Yeah. Yeah. But you want to complete it because, you know, in, in the case of emergency, you're going to use water only. Yeah. You know, but when you bring when you bring the child to the church after, we'll use the chrism oil and we'll and use do, all that do, stuff. And do it right. And a god Yeah, yeah. We'll do, do, do the whole too. sacrament. Yeah. yeah. Um, some, some people ask also, like, because they ask, like, can my grandparents be my godparents? Yeah. Sure they can. And then they say, "What happens when they pass away? Yeah, <laughs> can I choose <laughs> other a new godparent? You know, and uh, and the answer is no. Like, uh, you know, yeah. your godparents once they've passed, they've passed, no. right? That you can't choose new new godparents. But yeah. hopefully, they've left you with such a beautiful example of faith, right? Yes. And what you were saying earlier about like one of the main roles of a godparent is that is that mentorship or is that kind of direction and formation in the faith that there are there I guess should be. A number of surrogate godparents, or like people yes. who you know you develop even even after you come into faith, or people you develop that relation, that mentor relationship with, because yeah, that like even even coming into Catholicism as an adult, you know, I didn't, like wasn't strict godparents. Like I had a sponsor. Um, I went through RCIA, and you know, the person who sponsored me is is great. Like is a great friend, but um, I would say that like there's there was someone else, or there is someone else. Um, who I would identify as my, you know, godparent yeah. in in that situation, but they're they're in the the Byzantine right, which is which is funny because yeah. like either no one told me or I didn't know at the time that that's actually legitimate that sure. I, I could yeah. have asked them to be yeah, yeah. Uh, my my godparent, but I at the time uh, I was asked to you know name didn't someone know, yeah. I, I I didn't know enough about that and but also now uh, my wife and I are godparents to children in in the byzantine right and it's 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 like but (laughs) because those criteria are met because we're in communion so it's it's i don't know uh all these kind of criteria can seem a bit limiting but it's actually you know that there are a lot of possibilities there are people who can fill these roles there are people who can be these mentors that can you know as as peers as as mentors that you know can and there should be you know within a parish community People who are acting godparents when you know parents Absolutely. either aren't or godparents aren't available or yeah. pass on or move to another continent. You know that there there are these situations. And that brings up a really good point. So yeah. what one of the things that you said in the Italian t- tradition when we were talking about this before the show um, in Italian tradition, a sponsor at confirmation is also considered a godparent. Yeah. Right. Because mm-hmm. like, I mean, you're doing the exact same thing. You're sponsoring. You're standing for someone. And so yeah. when we talk yeah. to people about being godparents. We always think baptism. I've never thought necessarily in my mind. I guess I never thought about being a sponsor at confirmation. But you are fulfilling that exact same role. Exactly. And you're being that mentor, and you're being that person that can help that person through yeah. that phase. So that that's technically like. And people ask, do I have to pick the same godparent for confirmation yeah, yeah. as I did on the day of my baptism, or, or you know that was chosen for me? You don't have to know. You can choose who you think will be a, a good spiritual uh, mentor for you. But think about it. You know, we're usually grade seven. Yeah. 
is when people celebrate confirmation. Yeah. So at grade seven, you know, who are you looking up to? Yeah. You look it up to like maybe your older cousins or yeah. or someone in your life that maybe like you know people your your parents are friends with. You just like there's people in your life you just generally like. Yeah. And so those are the people you ask to be a sponsor. Yeah. But I but I, I know in our confirmation program we're trying to, you know, instill in our candidates like. We, we need to choose someone who's actually going to help you on your spiritual journey. Exactly. You know, Jesus sent people out two by two. Go and, yeah. and journey with each yeah. other. Like, um, You're not on your help, own. Yeah, help each other. Have these conversations. Life gets tough and messy sometimes. You need someone to talk about the spiritual things. You yeah. need someone to talk about, uh, you know, the things that matter in life. And that's why it's so important to choose someone that's grounded in faith. Yeah. That's yeah. really grounded in faith. Grounded in the love uh, of Jesus. Because... We all need someone like that in our yeah. life. Yeah, you know. Sure. Yeah, and that may be one of the, or maybe a, a positive way of framing it is that it might be one of the benefits of having the baptism within within the context of the mass. I'm mean, like yeah. for the last little while we've we we've, we've had yeah we've had to have them outside the mass, but you know that um, the godparents make the promise to support them, but you know when when it happens in the mass, often it's the entire community that affirms that you know they're witnessing this and they're you know participating in. The promise to you know yeah. support this person. I think it says faith. actually something in the catechism. The line that you read in the catechism, mm-hmm. the next line down, says yeah. something about that. Yeah. It, is, it is the duty of basically the community to have that environment to share and have these child share and grow in their faith. You know? Exactly, yeah. and that's very correct. You know, when when we witness baptisms uh, during mass, the whole community gets behind. But we should be doing that even if we're not witnessing yeah, a baptism. Yeah, yeah. We should be looking at every child that walks into the church or is carried into the church, and we should be concerned with their spiritual well-being. We should we should encourage yeah. people to be good godparents yeah. in our Christian communities, right? Yeah, for sure. Like uh, we we all need that support, and we need that encouragement. It's not easy to live the Catholic faith uh, in today's culture. No, right. And yeah. so to to have support from people to to just you know encourage one another. To keep going, to 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 look at the beauty of our Catholic faith, you know, to do it together. I think I think the old uh, saying that it takes a village to raise a child doesn't mean just to raise a child. It means even specifically in the faith, it takes a village to raise. That's why you need these other people, these other supports. As a parent, you need these other people that are going to support you in your vow. There's only very few times that we stand at the very front of the church and say, I do. And if we take the baptism as seriously as we take all those other times, we say, I do at the front. What does that mean to us? How seriously is that that we're taking? Exactly. And that, I think that's something that's so important. You know, uh, you would never, where else would you, you know, if you're in court or whatever, you give your word and you're under oath in court. Yeah. You know, when you stand in front of the church and, and you say, yes, I am going to be a good spiritual role model, a good godparent for this child. I'm saying that in front of God. I'm saying that in front of the parents of this child. I'm saying that in front of the child, the, 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 in front of the child, <laughs> yeah. in front of the priest or deacon, in front of the whole community. Sometimes, right? We need to be people of our word. Exactly. We can't leave that church and once the cake is cut, forget our role yeah. of being a good spiritual leader. Exactly. We, we, you know, so. If you are a godparent at home, and and maybe you're, maybe you're like, wow, geez, I'm I'm not a <laughs> such a great godparent, so well, yeah. you know. It's not too late. It's not too late to rekindle a relationship with your godchild, uh, to to start praying for them if you if you haven't been praying for them, to reach out to them if you've lost touch with your godchild, 
Uh, or godchildren, if you've lost touch with your godparents, reach out, reach out, mm-hmm. and have a conversation. Tell them you're praying for them. And if you're a parent with children or an adult coming into the church, think about godparents wisely. Yeah. Think about that choice wisely because it's so important. It can make such a difference in the life of someone, in the faith life of someone, if you choose the right person. Yeah. Well, that's all the time we uh, got on this episode. I'll be praying for my godparents uh, and my godchildren uh, today as we talk about this topic. And uh, I'm sure you guys will be doing the, the same. same yeah. So if anyone has any questions about what we've talked about or uh, questions for a future episode, you can let us know at the Catholic Buzz Podcast at gmail.com or you can comment right on our Facebook and Instagram pages as well. For Josh Sullivan and Matt Van Milligan, my name is Father Daniele. We'll see you next time on The Catholic Buzz.